0: I kept my ears open, and I had heard tell of many great men, René Descartes among them. Seemed to me some former master must have named this boy in cruel jest, for I have known game foul with more savvy. I watched him strut about a while, then asked him, They name you after the philosopher? Philo, quoi? says the boy. The scholar, Descartes, they gave you his name? Boy shook his head, emphatic, then dealt an imaginary hand of Piquet. Mais non, says he. Descartes! To what? You damn silly, playing cards! Poor boy had more teeth than brains. I could only hope none of my cattle would suffer while in his care. Well, Descartes, you best not harm these ladies, I told him. Or else and I showed him my fist, mostly in jest. Then I snatched the rabbit foot from him and took off running like a red shank to the hospital. Chapter two The fathers had constructed the morgue a short distance from the main building in the shade of abundant trees. A stone house in miniature small enough for to make you laugh had you not known its gruesome purpose. High jalousy windows and walls three feet thick kept the temperature inside cool. I hesitated at the doorway, turning my straw hat in my hands. Not that I felt afraid I had been in that morgue before. Just the dim light of the interior did blind me a while. When my eyes adjusted, There stood Father Cleophas, and on the table before him a naked field hand, dead as a dead herring. Since August, they had been perishing at the rate of about one a week, struck down by a raging distemper no amount of prophylactic or purges would cure. For now, the poor dead fellow lay there all of a piece, but only a matter of time before Cleophas finished washing him and then he would slice the belly open and haul out the innards. It was a known fact that our surgeon fathers liked to hack up a cadaver, poke around inside. They put our livers and lights in pickle jars and called it learning. The very thought of it and the ripe smell of the morgue would have made a person of delicate disposition queasy. The field-hand lips had all shrunk back, his teeth exposed, eyes open. there be a fly stood on one of his eyeballs, but the poor dumb Claude would never blink again. He had gone kikaraboo, most certainly. That corpse had me so hypnotized it took me a moment to notice my brother Emil stood nearby in the shadows. Blow me tight. The sight of him there made me jump in my linen. I took him for dead, too, just propped against the wall until he opened his eyes. Mary and Joseph! I laughed out loud and was the gladdest kind of boy alive until slapdash. It occurred to me to wonder exactly why he might be returned to the hospital. Emile gave me a dismal look, as much to say, Well, here we are, just as Cleophas beckoned me in with a bonjour and bid me put his rabbit foot on the bench. I set the hairy toes beside some medicine jars. Meanwhile, the old man turned to drop his cloth into a bowl, and while his gaze averted, I whispered to my brother, saufi But before Emile could tell me how he was or explain his presence, Cleophas had stepped around the table toward us, one finger raised as though to reprimand me. He had been with us several months by that time, and the sun had torn his skin such that it now shone like beeswax in the gloom. Prattle all you like in that gibberish,' says he in his same old fussy-fussy French." but i'm reliably informed lucien that you speak another language at first i thought he must mean his own tongue our friars hailed from paris France.